Hey, what's up, guys? Just Evil J here today. The other guys were uh, too cool to make it, so just me introing this interview that I did. Man, actually, I think it was about a month ago at this point with Zach from Outer Heaven. God, I hope I hope most of you guys are familiar with Outer Heaven, death metal, amazing band and album that came out a couple of years back. They're working on a new one, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I had uh, I had just I've been wanting to talk to Zach for a little while. Love that band, and so. Um, yeah, we kind of we had a pretty long chat uh, about quite a bit of stuff. Talked kind of about his, his, you know, his musical journey, you know, getting into guitar, getting into Outer Heaven, you know, went into like the bigger albums that had the biggest impact on his, you know, his metal path, musical journey. A lot of just random death metal talk, the new stuff he's been listening to, and then I, you know what? I guess we, we did talk a lot too about just the new album that they are working on right now that uh, we don't know when it's going to be out yet, but you know, they're working on that. It sounds like really kind of putting the finishing touches on it at this point. So big time looking forward to that one, but it was a lot of fun. Zach was very cool and uh, it was a lot of fun. Good talk. So I hope you guys enjoy it. you guys come through detroit with um nails and uh okay shit who else was on that misery nails, index misery index and Ulthar. yeah yeah so you guys uh that was like one like just like one of the best live shows dude that was such a fun show uh like i remember like there was like i know eric from gate creeper showed up mm-hmm. i was like not expecting to see him there because you know arizona but his partner lived in Detroit, and he was there visiting. And I was just like, "What the fuck? That's so <laughs> awesome!" And I got to see my friend Jared, who I hadn't seen. Who I, oh, I only ever get to see like when I'm on tour, or he's on tour. Yeah, you know. So yeah. it's just like, oh, it was, it was, it was real nice. Good. That was, that was a fun fucking time. Good ass wings across the street. Somebody got <laughs> shot a couple blocks away before we got there. About I, right though. Yeah, <laughs> for Detroit. Yeah. I think. Uh... What's the, I got? I'm forgetting his name now. But the the the, the main longtime guitarist from Black Dahlia. I remember him chilling at the bar watching the show too. What the fuck uh, I mean, I know I know Brandon Ellis is the new is is yeah. guy, but I don't remember the other dude. But I whatever. I just remember him chilling at the bar I mean, watching too. The, la- the last time I played Detroit was with my old band Castle Freak, and uh, we played at like two in the morning at some place, and there was like four people watching us, and like. It was Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder, Mike from Acid Witch, and oh, nice. um, 
Temple of Void and like two other people at like two in the morning. <laughs> the true dude, those dudes are all just so diehard, you know? They're they're absolute maniacs. They're the best. <laughs> I've only met Mike like at a show before, but you, you see those guys. Like you see Trevor at, you know, I know he doesn't live here. He lives in New York now, but yeah. you know, he, he would be out at shows all the fucking mm-hmm. time. I mean, all yeah, those I see, dudes. I see that dude every single time we play Brooklyn. It's awesome. Yeah. He's, he's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that, but that show did fucking just blow me away, man. Like, what do you guys like? Uh, I don't know. What do you guys f- put a lot of time and energy into that? Like your live show? Because I, I don't know am, what the fuck so, it was about it, man. But I was just blown. I was blown away. So I used to be in my, my old band, Castlefrick. I used to be in a band with Sebastian Phillips from Noisem. Oh yeah. And okay. Now now he's in Exhumed, and he like. That dude just goes absolutely ape shit from the second any set starts to the end, and I learned from him. He's like, dude, you have to perform, you have to practice like you're playing a show, because like, like for a long time, like I would like practice, like I, you know, like just stand there, you know, like at practice, like rehearsal, just like, you know, just playing the songs, you know, like note for note, just playing the songs, playing the songs, and then after I started being in a band with him, I was like, I let the hair down i'm headbanging i'm like act i'm 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 like in my head every practice like with the band like when we're like rehearsing for a tour or something like that is like i'm rehearsed because i'm a big dude like i'm out of shape i gotta get my stamina up you know so like if i can <laughs> if i can you know headbang and fucking like thrash around at practice for you know we run through the set twice every time we practice if i can do it twice in a row then i can do it once every night on tour you know, or like every show. And like, that's like, I just, I'm a big believer that like the energy that you put out on stage is like, will affect the energy that you get back from the crowd. Dude, and for sure. I, I just want to see a crowd go ape shit. So I'm going to go fucking ape shit. Yeah. So <laughs> like, and that's, I think that's a big thing. Like I, we're all very active on stage and well, I remember Austin just fucking coming out into the crowd and just being a fucking maniac. I was impressed, man. It was awesome. That's that that's an Austin Haynes staple, and I love it. That's like my favorite shit. I remember we played first at that Decibel Metal and Beer Fest, and he like I didn't know it was happening because like I stay and like, I'm I'm not like paying attention to like whatever anybody else is doing. Like when when Ray would play bass, when Ray was playing bass for us, we like. Uh, except for him, I would pay attention to what he would do because we had some like, we would like figure parts out of songs and like be like, all right, we're gonna do like synchronized Judas Priest headbanging this part <laughs> because we both fucking like love Judas Priest. Like Iron Maiden's my favorite band of all time, and I love like good stage show. I love like when band members are like inner are like you know just vibing together and stuff like that and so like there was part there's like one specific part in Bloodspire. there's a video of it from uh miami on our tour with full of hell that like it just captures that one part blood spire ray and i are doing like judas priest synchronized <laughs> headbang and it's just like like other than that though i don't pay attention to any anything else anybody's doing but i saw a video I had no idea like when it happened in the set, but at that show at the Fillmore at the Decibel Fest, Austin was doing vocals and crowd surfing, <laughs> and I was just like, "That's fucking insane!" Like yeah. that, like, that was the coolest shit, man. I just, <laughs> I love, I like putting on a show, you Dude, know. Yeah, uh, it made me just like I said, I was a fan. Then I was telling everybody after that, like, just go see him. 
and it's going to elevate it, which is fucking cool. Cause you know, it's always a little disappointing when you go to a show and you know, sometimes the band doesn't live up to it. And sometimes bands have off nights or the sound sucks or whatever, you know, that shit happens, but you know, I like there are bands that I love and then you watch them and they're just like standing there like stoic, just playing the songs. Just like, bah, 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 bah. And there's like not headbanging, you know, it's just like, I'm like, okay, like you guys sound really cool, but like, it feels like a dead room because yeah. like even, even on stage, there's nothing going on, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's just like, I, I was, I never got to see Necrophagist live, but, uh, like I heard, you know, like that on like the couple times people I know that saw them on, on like Summer Slaughter, I fucking love that band, but like, it's just, it's very <laughs> much just like playing the songs <laughs> and they're just like so focused and i get it because like yeah. if i was trying to play those songs live <laughs> i wouldn't be able to do anything else either right but it's just like i like i mean i like to get rowdy and i like when bands get rowdy and dude yeah like, I, just, I just love headbanging that's my favorite thing a, in the world i'd rather have a couple miss a couple notes or whatever i mean it's <sighs> live you know it's not supposed to be perfect you know what i mean dude i'm, I'm lucky if i get half to sit right <laughs> <laughs> i'm like um, i'm like ah fuck it like there's um <laughs> Yeah. There's one part in uh, the live at um, St. Vitus set that Austin actually went in and fixed it because after like after one of my guitar solos or something like that, I'm just like thr- I'm fucking like, you know, I'm just going in <laughs> and shit, and I accidentally stepped on my tuner pedal and turned my sound off. Oh, nice! For like my for like and so there's like two seconds, like there was two seconds you could like hear it in like the YouTube video. <laughs> And then, like, he got the stems and fixed it. It's a little inside secret right. that, he, that he probably doesn't want me to mention. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm i up there to have a good time and make sure everybody else is having a good time. And I just fucking, like, that's, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I feel I, that. I, I, practice, I practice every time, like, I'm playing a show because I want to be able to keep that energy the whole way. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, dude. So, I know when you, uh, like, when you did join Outer Heaven first, like, you were on bass for a minute, right? Yeah. I actually just sold, like, two hours ago, I just sold the bass that I played my first two Outer Heaven shows with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was, it, was very, it was very bittersweet. But, uh, <laughs> What's your yeah. history like as far as guitar and bass goes? Like, did you pick, which one did you pick up first? Uh, guitar. I saw Dave Murray playing on the fucking Iron Maiden Live After Death, like, DVD my dad got me. And I was like, black strat, white pick guard. I was like eight, I think. And I was like, black strat, white pick guard, black strat, white pick guard. And, uh, and then I remember like for Christmas that year, my dad got me a, uh, like a Yamaha knockoff, like strat, black strat, white pick guard. And I was like, and, uh, it was just like, it was like from then I, I just, I played good. I mean, I always had bases cause I like to like record my own like demos and stuff like that of songs and i'll like record everything i had i had aspirations of uh being like a producer and okay. shit so i always had bases on hand to you know just like to, to mess around with and like i've played bass like for bands like just filling in a couple times yeah just someone asks like i can i can play the bass <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sure. You know, and like when I played when I joined, like when I, I was only supposed to fill in for one show without her heaven. Okay. It was, it was, it was with nails, gate creeper, toxic Holocaust and full of hell. 
at Union Transfer in Philly, which is like a one-off, and that was like the biggest show they they were going to play, like, like in, you know, up to that point, and like their bass player couldn't do it at the time, and they're like, dude, like, and like, I think I had met the dudes like twice. I know I sold John like an I like a BC Rich like a year prior, and when like a couple like before that, they were actually talking about getting a second guitar player, and John hit me up and. I was like, oh, like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, and then my old band, like, got back together, and I, and I was just like, hey, man, I'm just going to focus on this. And then they hit me up to just fill in one time on bass, and then, like, we practiced, like, twice, and then they were just, like, they just had, like, falling out with their bass player, I guess, and they were like, hey, like, do you want to play bass for us full time? And I'm like, yeah, here's here's a song I wrote. Uh, and that was what lies beneath. And then we played that at every show. I was just like, "Here's a song, here's a song I, I like wrote on my own." Like, and yeah. that so that, that was my first contribution to the band. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, when did you switch over to guitar? Uh, it was t- my last show playing bass was like January of 2018. Okay. And then um, I remember my first show playing guitar was opening for Gate Creeper at St. Vitus in February of 2018. Okay. I think that was my first time playing guitar with Outer Heaven. Because then you, when you rec- when you guys recorded that, you were on guitar at that point, right? Yeah, it yeah. was like so. Ray Figueroa, very good, very good friend of mine. He joined Outer Heaven on bass, and we went into the studio like a month later. So he recorded all the stuff that like he knew, and then, which I mean, like admittedly, the main focus was learning the set, 
you know, and I already knew all the songs on bass. So, like, I recorded, like, a good amount of the bass on Realms, and John actually recorded a good amount of my, a good amount of my guitar parts, uh, which, because, uh, as it turns out, I was, like, super sick, like, at the time that we recorded Realms, and, like, I, like, like, two, like, I think, like, a week and a half after we got out of the studio, I got diagnosed with heart failure, and it turns out that, like, my feet and my legs and my hands were, like, super swollen with edema, and, like, I just couldn't play guitar. I just, like, couldn't do it. I was able to fuck myself through the bass lines enough to, to get it on the record, <laughs> but, like, the guitar parts, I had to, like, let John do it, and then come to fight. I was just, like, so down on myself, because I thought, like, oh, I just didn't practice enough, and then it turns out that I was just, like, super sick, and my hands were super swollen, and I, like, physically <laughs> couldn't do it, and I was, right. like, thank God I don't just suck. <laughs> Like, thank God I'm just sick. Thank God it's just heart failure and I, I don't yeah, suck. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, thank God I almost just died. Like, I was like, thank God I almost just died and I'm not bad at guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. So uh, that's crazy. So you, so is that how it goes with you guys? You guys just kind of each like throw down on a song or do you guys get together and put it together? Like when you like, guys are writing it. Oh, when, like so the writing process works. It's like, if if we're all in a room together just like staring at each other like let's write a song nothing will happen yeah like we've tried it so many times and like it's just like okay i'll just try and come up with a riff on the spot and it's never good (laughs) yeah yeah like so usually like what'll happen especially so i came in super late to the writing process of um realms of eternal decay like i i have there's maybe like three songs I had my hand in. Like I wrote all of what lies beneath like most of multicellular savagery. Um, and then like half of two other songs. I can't remember the names of them. I I'm like the worst dude. I could <laughs> like, I couldn't like if, if you put a gun to my head and told me to name all the songs off from <laughs> to be turned okay, like tell my family I love them. <laughs> like, I, I know exactly like what they sound like. And I know like, how to play them but right. he's like if you ask me to like name the name the ball in order like it's game over dude <laughs> um, like i still go off like working titles and shit right but uh yeah so mo- mostly like i'll like i have like a drum program on my computer and i'll just like program a little drum beat and then i'll like write riffs to it and then we have a google drive that we just dump all i just dump all my riffs into and then John has the same thing. He'll just dump all his riffs into it. And then we have just this big riffs folder. And then at practice, you know, like when it comes time to write something, you know, Austin, Austin's like huge. He's like such a huge part of like the arrangement process. He has like a great ear for that. Mm. So like, we'll just like, we have this big speaker system there at the practice space. And like, we'll just like, He'll be like, oh, like I think this riff would go well with this, and then, you know, he'll play it, and then we'll like arrange these riffs that we've written into a thing, or like, I will, you know, a lot of times like I'll send a good like two three minutes of just like here's a riff, here's a riff, here's a riff, here's a riff, that all kind of go together, and it's like one big, you know, one big like track that I'll send to the yeah. thing, yeah. and we'll take those parts and arrange them into a song, but. It's mostly like we all come together, John and I come together with ideas that we came up with beforehand and arrange them into a thing. Because, like I said, if we tried to just, if we tried to just wing it, which we do, it's like, 
paint it's we just <laughs> stare at each other and nothing happens yeah dude i i totally get that i remember when i was in a band it was the same kind of thing i'd have to sit down and think about it. I feel like it for certain types of music, you know, that's going to work better. Like maybe if you're more a jam kind of band. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure plenty of death metal bands do it. But yeah, man, I don't know. That's I would, it wouldn't be for me either. I, I like how you guys do it, though. That's cool because at least it's still like a collaborative thing. You know, you, put, oh, you get your own ideas and you come together, which sometimes can just make it so much cooler, you know. It's extremely collaborative. And then Paul, I mean, Paul just... That dude just loves playing like like if if there's a part where he's like oh, like I, he can just play like a weird drum part he's just like he's just like oh, I'm gonna try this and then it just completely transforms yeah. the riff from being just like a standard because like dude I'm a I'm a thrasher like dude I just that that's what I grew up on like I went from like Iron Maiden directly to you know like Forbidden Overkill like Demolition Hammer Dark Angel shit like that. So like I just it's it's all just like skank beats and like double bass yeah. like it's very straightforward like thrashy shit like all like the thrashy shit that you hear on like Outer Heaven is like a good part of that is like me because that's just like what I'm best right. at that's just like what like if I pick up pick up a guitar and I'm, like, I'm gonna write a riff it just comes out like a thrash riff you know yeah yeah but um so Paul will like hear that and he'll be like oh that's cool but like let's can we play it like this and like he'll like play this like weird time thing and then we'll be john and i will stand there trying to like fuck up our <laughs> fuck up this riff we wrote on purpose <laughs> to make it cooler which is it, it comes out i think it turns out very cool it probably adds to that because you guys do have that kind of weird you know it, it's not it, it's not straightforward death metal like i don't know when i'm trying to explain it to someone it's like yeah you know, you've got for fans of like this of simple caveman type stuff are going to be into it, but also it's got that otherworldly kind of fucked up feel. So there is a track on Realms. I don't remember which one. Um, it might be Vortex of Thought or Future Dwelling, but the working title is literally like "What Would Demolic Do?" <laughs> that was the working title wwdd yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. so like i mean like we we love you know morbid angel we love cowboy corpse and shit like that and then like we, we also love like demolic is like one of like the bigger influences it doesn't come through like a hundred percent of the time but there are definitely riffs and parts of the songs that are like oh shit like like if you hear if you hear that and like you think like oh i wonder if this is devil yes yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. yeah. You guys aren't doing like a a tribute band or anything to it, but no, you can but feel it's just, some of the weird shit that you guys are doing, which I like well, I though, think, man. Because I I love. I mean, I listen to all kinds of death metal. I, I have my share of just some simple, straightforward caveman type stuff. Oh, yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. But uh, but to hear something with a little extra, like <laughs> you know, like you guys pull from. It's obvious you guys are like taking a bunch of stuff and like putting it in there and just kind of melding it together. Like that's my favorite kind of thing. I think we definitely wear our influences on our sleeves quite a bit, you know, like of course when the, um, the first single from, or no, when, when in the hellfire came out, like when we first signed the relapse, which that came out months before we signed the relapse. But when we signed the relapse, they actually like put it on mm-hmm. Spotify and put the video out on the thing. And like all the comments were like morbid angel much. Wonder <laughs> right, if this right. band likes morbid angel. Like, yes, we do. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. They're our, they're our favorite band. <laughs> it's just like, 
but I don't think anybody has ever said this band sounds like Mormon Angel as like a bad thing because like <laughs> I think every band should sound like Mormon Angel. Dude, they're the best. <laughs> I'm wearing my heretic shirt right now. Like they're just like the sickest. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, that yeah, exactly. You can't say it's not going to be a fucking negative way. That's for sure. Exactly. I mean, like there is also. I mean, I think there's other influences at play. Yeah. You know, than just Mormon Angel. That's what if I'm it, getting at. Yeah, like I mean, if it just sounded like one band, like I wouldn't like I I wouldn't blame someone for being like, this just sounds like this. Like yes, I, yeah. But <laughs> I think we pull from a lot of influences. The the new album definitely does have quite a bit of some gateways influence but uh i i also had way more of a part in writing this album than i did in um than i did on realm so uh like somebody asked me like what the new album sounds like and i said it's it sounds like if gateways to annihilation was written by demolition hammer oh god it's just dude it's (laughs) all right (laughs) it's it's fast as fuck dude it's fast. I'm it's, down for it. It's fast. It's fast and it's thrashing and it's got some evil gateways, fucking like lumbering riffs. It's it's. I think I think like there's definitely some new influences coming through that that didn't really shine on realms. That like I think is gonna. I think I think people are gonna like like it and but it's still very distinctly outer heaven. Yeah, yeah, dude. I've been wondering too. Like I, I know I've talked to Derek and he's been talking about. Uh, you know the bass work on this thing, mm-hmm. and I know he's playing like a fretless and everything. Dude, like what, a, dude, dude? What's this I, gonna sound like? <laughs> it's 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 gonna sound like, um, like if Demolition Hammer wrote Gateways to Annihilation, but also had <laughs> Steve DiGiorgio do it, fucking like independent individual thought patterns, fucking fretless shit. It's it's nutty. Like he's like. We haven't even heard the whole album with bass because he lives in Canada, you know. But yeah. I, I there's no I there's nobody that I would trust more than Derek to be like, "Hey, here's this album. Like we we have all the guitars and all the drums finished. Like here's this album. Like record this bass over it. Like we know <laughs> we know it's going to be sick." Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's he sent us some demos of a couple songs just like recording into his interface over the the like the rough mix guitar and drum tracks that we've sent him and dude it's a oh man it just adds like this element of just like what (laughs) yeah it's i taken it to another level it's like because like i know the songs you know but then to hear them with his parts on it it sounds like a completely different song it's just like it's so cool it makes it makes it it's 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 awesome and I don't know how you go from just, you know, guitar to bass. Oh, I'll fretless bass. Okay. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll play some DiGiorgio style dude, riffs here. He showed up he showed up at um at practice the last year. Like we practiced with him twice, I think, before that show. And we were just like he I think he joked about mate doing fretless stuff. We were just like, ha ha, that would be funny. And then <laughs> Like the next day, he's like, "Hey, I ordered this fretless neck for my bass. It's gonna be at my it's gonna be at my house in Canada, like in two weeks." And we were like, "Oh, shit. Okay, so that's happening." And uh, <laughs> and that that dude has gone completely off the rails. Like that's like just playing fretless bass. He's a monster. Dude. That, and 
that that guy that is a guy that will write an entire song by himself just like and he said like he'll he'll send us videos of him just like playing through full songs he's written and it's just guitar but it's straight up like four and a half five minutes he's got the entire thing laid out and it's like perfect <laughs> that dude's a complete and I mean, it makes sense that somebody like that would be able to churn out like three of the best death metal <laughs> albums of their respective years, three years in a row. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big simp for Derek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah. yeah, I am too. I am too. The dude's nuts, man. But I mean, I, I for me, I, dude, I just I love fretless bass so much anyway. So it's like. I can't. Lo- I I was thinking if it would fit your sound too, though. Just be, like with the weirdness you guys throw in there, mm-hmm. and that murky, you know, swampy kind of vibe that you guys kind of have, at least to my ears, you know. Like it feels like that would just fit in there too, you know. It's it it definitely is like just building. Uh, it was it was like the next logical step. Yeah, I think. Yeah, which is like, oh, you know what. You know, you know what this band needs? Oh, fretless bass? Yeah, that's what it needs. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, like, uh, you know, Horrendous, like when they uh, they stepped it up on that last album, they added that fretless bass. Oh, dude, and, Alex. Uh, I love that, you know? Alex is a absolute monster. Yeah. That dude, also one of the nicest dudes ever. Yeah. Um, we had actually, we, we went, um, before we got Derek to join Outer Heaven, we were actually, I actually hit up Alex and I was just like, "Hey, man, is there any chance?" And it, it, you know, it didn't. It didn't really. It didn't work out. But I mean, like, I love. I love Alex, and I mean, I love everybody in Horrendous Story. Like some of our, that, that's like whenever we play with them, it's just such a good time. Like, yeah. just very, very, very good people. Yeah, dude, great. One of my favorites for sure, for sure. And just like some of the best death metal songwriters in the game right now. Like mm-hmm. every single thing that Horrendous writes is so catchy and so sick. And they don't sound like any other band that's like out there doing it right now. No, it's just like they're straight, and it's just like a lot of times it's like you're listening to just like classic heavy metal through the through like the lens of like a death metal band, and it's just like everything's so catchy and it's just hooky. Man, oh man, yeah, I can't I can't wait for whatever the new whenever that new album comes out. Yeah, I, yeah, same here. I mean, they've done each style now, like they've done it all. And they just keep pushing mm-hmm. it. I mean. Yeah, I'm all aboard for like whatever that next one is. I'm such a big fan. Like I, I already, like I'm already like that's it. I'm gonna like it. It's like <laughs> yeah. whatever the new, whatever the next horrendous album is, and the Malignant Alter album that's been being teased for like two years now. Like I'm like edging, waiting for that Malignant <laughs> Alter album to just like for yeah. just, like surprise drop it. I'm just like because like I know it's done, dude. I heard you it's, it's a double. I heard it's a double album. What? The malignant altar one. That's what I heard, man. I don't. I don't have like confirmation on that, but that's what I heard. Dude, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I listened to the that like three or four track, whatever the three track yeah. thing, like once a week, man. And it's just like every <laughs> single time, I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Dude, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's no way it'll be bad. There's no way. Although yeah. you know, that just made me think. Although. I'm gonna be honest. I can't name a whole lot of double albums that I love, but I mean, if they're doing it, dude, if it, like, come on, <laughs> you put a double LP, like, that's a that's just a power move. Yeah, it really is. Like, I thought we were cool for. I was like, like, like when we got 
when when relapse let us do a gatefold lp for realms <laughs> i was like fuck yeah and then like like the author was like yeah well ours is gonna have two records in it i'm like fuck <laughs> yeah dude it's gonna be sick <clears throat> i can't i just can't wait for that that's like of all like the new death metal bands like i think malignant altar is like the one that i'm just like the most like this is what i want you know? And they've only given us like three tracks. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's fucked up. But yeah, dude. Do you do you guys like uh do you guys think about like, all right, there's a lot of death metal out there right now, a lot of old school death metal. You know, we gotta do it a little different, or is it not oh, yeah, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, w- I wouldn't say it's a conscious thing. I th- like there's I wouldn't say it's a conscious thing we kind of got like the caveman riff like moniker like whatever we kind of got that label with like especially like going from diabolos visco which is like very slow very lumbering like death doom to mm-hmm. realms which picked it up a little bit i don't think that this uh, that the next album could be called caveman riffs mm-hmm. like i don't like i don't see like it's unless like cavemen had access to some sort of like amphetamines <laughs> or like it's dude it's like there's so, like it's the the last track um by the time we recorded it we got it up to like 250 bpm and now and now like practicing Damn. for a show is coming up we've got it up to like 260 no shit you know it's fast <laughs> and it's thrashing and it's just like I mean, I, I keep saying it, but like, I there's a lot of parts of this album that it's just like people are like, oh, this is a thrash record, but just tuned super low with with fucking like Austin's vocals over it, right? But right. I mean, like there there are also like there's songs that aren't that too, you know? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. runs the gambit from being super fast to being like there are some songs that have like caveman riffs. There's some songs that like. There's one song in particular that's like, like my homage, like the one riff is like my homage to like Necroticism era carcass, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, yeah. but overall as a whole, the album is like fast, way faster than Realms. That's what I'm, that's awesome. Cause I'm, that's kind of like where I've been headed lately. Cause I, you know, there's. There's a lot of, there's a lot of the slower there's stuff. There's a lot or, of like the, you the, know, mid, the mid, mid tempo, which like, I like, I'm like, I I love that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's just it, I I do too. It's just like getting that little something different, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like I think I feel like I've been waiting for that band that can do like the like undeath kind of does is it's it kind kind of hits that for me because they're a mm-hmm. little they're a little bit fat. They got they got that like late '90s, early 2000s Cannibal Corpse type thing going where it's like. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is fresh. This is something new. It's not like mid tempo, yeah. you know, just like stompy ooga right. death metal, which I love. Don't get uh, yeah, me yeah. I, I love, hear you. I love that shit. Don't <laughs> don't cancel me, Megaton guys, please. <laughs> like I love. I, yeah. I have. I have like. I myself am guilty. I have like. 14 of the 8,000 shirts Sogabagas put out, you know. I love Sogabagas. They're, they're, they're Cameron. I was just talking to Cameron, who, I mean, 
not the band, but I was talking to him yesterday. He's, he's that's a good dude. And yeah. you know, whenever whenever Psycho Soulbound comes through, we always say what's up to him. Yeah, and yeah. Fro- Frozen Soul, good, very very good people in that band. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, and I love the you know I'm a, I'm a fan you know, but like I said, growing up, for me it was like fast. Give me fast. Give me Dark Angel riffs. Give me fucking Forbidden Evil. Give me, you know, I was like, you know, Testament, you know, I keep coming back to Demolition Hammer because I know like the, like the originally we came in, like you messaged me like, oh, like what are some ideas for pot for like the podcast? And you mentioned like the five albums that like guided my journey through metal and like the the real two I can think of for Peace of Mind by Iron Maiden, which is the one that changed my life. Like that one straight up like that was like oh okay i want to play guitar i want to listen to heavy metal like i heard where eagles there by iron maiden oh yeah uh like i mean i know this isn't a video podcast but i posted my instagram story uh the other day yesterday or two days ago like just a tour of like all my maiden shit in my office <laughs> it's all iron maiden it's like the, that's the only band i care about anymore that's the only band i want to fucking listen to honestly i take back <laughs> everything i just said about any other band i hate every other band i only like iron Maiden. <laughs> well side note what about the new track what do you think about that oh dude i fucking love it man i liked it too dude, i i was um my girlfriend emily and i uh were down the beach celebrating our anniversary and uh i was laying on the beach and um of course, I had an alarm set for the new Iron Maiden drop, <laughs> and there's some old dude in like his little beach tent, like to the right of us, like blasting Disturbed, and that's it, dude. We were there for like we were on the beach for like an hour and a half. This dude didn't listen to anything but Disturbed, yeah, that's and awesome. I and I'm sitting there like with my phone up to my face, trying to hear this new Iron Maiden song <laughs> and like watch the video, and I was just like enamored, and like I listened to it, like I I subjected Emily to it, probably like two or three more times on the ride home from the beach. And then as soon as we got home, I sat down and went on YouTube on the big screen TV and watched the video. And I was just like, yeah, like <laughs> it's like, it's cool. The, dude. It's like the least Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. Track. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's like I, if Iron Maiden wrote like music for sons of anarchy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, it's like Iron Maiden goes biker rock. I love it. I love it's it. different. I love everything. I, I I used to be kind of a hater on like '90s Iron Maiden. Like I, I was gonna ask from no from No Prayer for the Dying, which like that was that was like the third Iron Maiden thing I got. I got peace of mind, and then my dad and his personal collection had Killers and No Prayer for the Dying. And I remember loving Killers, fucking like Wrathchild, fucking mm-hmm. one of the sickest songs ever. And then I, I put in. Um, no prayer for the dying, and I was just like, even at like eight years old when I first discovered Iron Maiden, I was like, this sucks, you know. <laughs> but yeah. recently, as a twenty-eight-year-old, two decades later, I actually gave it a second chance because I don't know why. Like going from peace of mind and killers to that was just such a good. I was just like, uh, uh-uh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> it took me two decades to give it another chance, and I was just like, oh fuck, okay. Like probably a third of this album is great, and then the other two thirds are like not great to awful yeah yeah i gotta dude i gotta spend some time like i kind of was one of those guys that just like ignored all the later stuff but then like i heard that new track and i was like well maybe i should listen to some of that stuff you know i I don't know i will say no prayer for the dying has like let's just like let's see 
Tail Gunner, it's all right. Holy Smoke, skip it. Don't like that song. No <laughs> Prayer for the Dying, good track. Public Enema, number one. Um, don't care for the jokey title, but that's a good <laughs> song. Um, Fate's Warning, found out that's actually named after the band Fate's Warning because right. everyone's because they did that as a joke because people said that the singer from Fate's Warning sounded like Bruce. Okay. Um, the Assassin is fine. Run Silent, Run Deep is probably my favorite song. And then uh, the last three tracks are uh, fucking garbage. Okay. Hooks Skip and around you, a little bit. Hooks, Hooks and You, Bring Your Daughter to Slaughter, and Mother Russia. Mother Russia might be my least favorite Iron Maiden song. Really? That's, dude, I don't know, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to listen to it just for that. <laughs> dude, it's, I don't know, man. I just, but they kind of stole the riff from Mother Russia for the new song, and it's tight. So, <laughs> when it, so I guess like it, ha- it has a cool part, but they just didn't do it right. I don't know, right. For the first time. <laughs> But uh, either way, I'm stoked to hear the rest of that new thing. I mean, I, dude, I can't wait. It's cool. Like, and after hearing the new track, I, only, I spent probably a week to ten days only listening to 2000s Iron Maiden because okay. when I got into Iron Maiden, it was like 2001, 2002. So the new album was Brave New World, and I actually got that pretty early on, and. I, I love that album. Front to back, that album's amazing. That's that the one's great, got uh, what's the big song on that one? The Wicker Man, Ghost, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Ghost in Navigator, Brave New World. That might have been one of my first albums, dude. That is, yeah, I think I'm, it was. Go, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record and say this: the greatest comeback album of all time. <laughs> okay. The greatest comeback of all time. One of the best albums ever, in my opinion. I love that. Yeah, I love that album. Front to back is just bangers after bangers, and then I only listen to that dance to uh, dance to death, which good fucking album, and then um, a matter of life and death, which I like didn't really give that much of a chance. Like when it first came out, that was that came out twenty two thousand eight, I think, or two two thousand six, and that was like when I was going through a little bit of of a phase, you know, where I was like. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into new music. 2006, I was 13, you know, so yeah, you yeah. can imagine. <laughs> um, so I was just like, man, I'm going to listen to this other stuff. I'm in the Trivium fan club. Okay. Know? I'm 13, <laughs> you know, and then, yeah. and then by the t- and, you know, but then um, by the time uh, the next one, Final Frontier, came out, I'd come to my senses, and that song, Mother of Mercy, on that one is so sick that's like such a good track and the talisman that song fucking rules did you say peace of mind that's your favorite one from them peace of mind like favorite ever (laughs) peace of mind is the album that straight up changed my life like that so i have to credit that as being my favorite album ever like that is every single song and a lot of people there are songs on that album that like if you like, I've been spending a lot of time recently on the Iron Maiden subreddit, and people are like, "What's your least favorite Iron Maiden song?" And everyone says, "Quest for Fire," or like, or like, "What's your least favorite song off of like a good album?" Because obviously, there's some stinkers on X Factor and Virtual Eleven and <laughs> Fear of the Dark. There's two good tracks on Fear of the Dark, maybe three, and the rest of it's like I don't like it at all. But um, like. Everyone's least favorite track off of Peace of Mind is Quest for Fire. I love that song. Like, <laughs> lyrics are goofy as hell, 
And it's like start the literally the first the first line is in a time when dinosaurs walked the earth. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like there there was a Reddit thread like on the Iron Maiden subreddit where it's like, what's the worst Iron Maiden lyric ever? And every single one was that was that opening line. And I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Dinosaurs are tight as fuck. Like my favorite yeah. dude, like when I when I was a when I was a child, Jurassic Park, that's all fuck yeah. I fucking love Jurassic Park, man. So dinosaurs cool, cavemen. Songs are literally about cavemen. You're not allowed to like caveman riff bands if you don't like that song. <laughs> I that's that's a law. I'm gonna pass that law. That's that song is literally caveman metal, and you're not. That's allowed, a great point. You're not allowed if if you like Sanguisubabog, you're not allowed to talk shit on that song. Sorry, <laughs> dude. Great points. Great points. Who uh? Did you say? Did you say your dad got like got you Iron Maiden? Like who who started you on all that shit? Oh my dad. Oh, that's God. young, eight years old, man. I Dude, mean, you got it's got to be your my, dad. My dad's, my dad is a metal maniac. Dude. <laughs> okay. My dad was almost in metal church. My oh, dad, no my dad, my dad spent a little bit of time in L.A. in like the late eighties, and um, because he's from New Jersey. Okay. He spent a little bit of time in L.A. in the late eighties. And uh, he audition. He he sung in bands in Jersey for like. Uh, he was in a band called Untamed, and he was in one called Crushing Daisies. <laughs> nice, sick, right? But uh, <laughs> my dad's a really good singer, and he actually auditioned for Metal Church, and he got two callbacks, but he didn't Damn. get the gig. Uh. <laughs> he showed he showed up two hours late both times. <laughs> okay, well maybe yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, that that I told him like that. Yeah, that'll happen. But, uh, <laughs> that's still pretty badass though yeah i mean so the first time i ever heard an iron maiden song i mean probably not the first time i heard an iron maiden song but like like growing up like my dad like his like his favorite bands are like iron maiden clutch and slayer you know nice like and i loves clutch you know yeah and um he actually had fozzy's album from like 2002 i think chris jericho's band okay uh and now like listen that band is trash straight up i don't know if i've ever heard it dude are you a wrestling fan at all just when i was young you know so i don't okay so chris jericho uh, uh, i know who he is okay so like they're bad band all right but their album like from 2000 or 2001 is called happenstance it's half covers Okay. Six songs. So okay. Like, so like my dad had was like listening to it in the car and like there's covers of like Balls to Wall by Accept, Love Machine by Wasp, uh, uh-huh. Free Will Burning by Judas Priest, um, Mob Rules by Black Sabbath, Big City Nights by um, Scorpions, probably one other one that I'm forgetting, and then the last track is a cover of Where Eagles Dare by Iron Maiden, and I remember where. He's driving me home because I spent weekends at his house. He's driving me home to my mom's house. I'm eight years old. I'm eight years old, and fucking like when I'm eight years old, my favorite movie was Saving Private Ryan, and I was obsessed with GI Joe, like the only the World War II GI Joes, and Ultimate Soldiers. And I was obsessed with World War II. I was like that guy. I was like I was that kid watching Band of Brothers and like Saving Private Ryan. And in the guitar solo where he goes there, there's like the machine gun sounds in the background. <laughs> and I was just like, this is badass. Yeah. And I like turned to my dad and I was like, what is this? Or no, the song ended. I turned to my dad. I'm like, this is like a core memory that I cannot. I have like <laughs> photograph. I, I turned to my dad. I was like, 
put that song on again. And he, and he, and he looks at me. He's like, what? And like, it was just, and I was just like, that was the coolest song I've ever heard. And so the next weekend he took me to tower records at Cherry Hill and bought me peace of mind. And that was Dude. it game over. And That's I remember, so I remember, I remember listening to the whole album in the car. And then I was like, put it on again. And I opened up the booklet and I read all the lyrics along to it from like the age of eight to like, 12 my entire life was iron maiden i remember in fifth grade we had to bring in we had to read like do a poetry presentation to like the rest of our class and like all the other kids like picked like children's poetry books and i (laughs) i brought i brought in my booklet from power slave and read the spoken word part from rhyming the ancient mariner where he's talking about like four times 50 living men or something like that it was like all about dead people and shit like that and like oh yeah like that was and now as a 28 year old two decades later i've reverted back to that yeah and that's all i care about I feel like that's the way it goes, though, man. And, and like, you know, when I was going through my phases in, in like, middle school and high school, my dad – and, like, I would always – it would always come back to that. And that's something my dad would – every single time I was, like – I would fall out with, like, Iron Maiden and stuff like that. And it would come back to it. And he'd be, like, that's, like, I'll never – like, the words my dad said, he was, like, it always – it always comes back to Maiden. It all comes back <laughs> to Maiden. And, like, that's just, like – been like my mantra i guess i don't know man it's just like that's dude what a smart man dude, that's can, so I, awesome i care more about iron maiden than i care about my own band like that's <laughs> but don't tell did them. you ever uh like because i've got a i've got a two-year-old and like obviously yeah. i've got him listening to metal as much as possible Hell yeah. and like he's all about it right now yeah. but did you ever be like were you ever like uh man i don't know that's like that's dad metal like i can't listen i gotta find my own shit like did you ever have that like rebel kind of yes, thing or no dude. I'm afraid of that. I, I tried so hard to be like, like my, um, like I remember, you know, before the age of eight, I was like, I got, you know, I wasn't like whatever I was, it was the late nineties. It was 2000. It was 2001, I guess. And, you know, I was like listening to like whatever, like I remember listening to like whatever, like censored, like rap CDs, like I could get, you know, I was like listening to that. I remember I had like a censored version of the Eminem show CD. Oh yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and like one of my sisters was like dating a guy who like had like a, a rap like demo CD he made. And like, I listened to that <laughs> right. and like nice. my Walkman, And then like, I was just like Iron Maiden happened. And I was like, Oh, never, never mind. And then like <laughs> to get me into like other music, my dad would have to preface it with like, this guy sounds like Bruce Dickinson. I'm like, I'm sold. <laughs> like, Queen, like, like he got me Queensryche, um, operation, okay. operation, mind crime. He's like, I was like, I don't know. And he's like, he's like, guy sounds like Bruce Dickinson. I'm like tight. Sweet. <laughs> and then, uh, like fates, fates warning, no exit. He's like, guy sounds like Bruce Dickinson. I'm like, tight. Right. give it to me, you know? Um, and like, so like really like my favorite shit was like growing up was like that, the thrashy stuff with like the, the clean vocals like forbidden evil by forbidden i love that album when i was like in fifth grade you know like yeah i loved like anything with like really powerful clean vocals you know like the operatic shit you know judas priest and you know uh-huh. you know and then like that led to like me being like a big nerd and liking dream theater and in, in, like ninth <laughs> in like ninth grade but and then like i guess my i was like 
I was that kid that like I didn't like anything with like growling vocals or screaming vocals, you know. And yeah. then I remember we were like scrolling through Music Choice, like on the man the music videos at my dad's house, <laughs> and uh, yeah. there was like the music video for like a gunshot to the head of trepidation by trivium and it was just like oh this has cool guitar solos and it's got like good clean vocals but it's also got like the screaming and i was just like okay i guess like i just kind of needed to get like that kind of like bridge between like the screaming yeah. vocals and the clean vocals and then like from then i was just like oh, okay cannibal corpse right <laughs> and, uh, I re- jumped right in yeah i was like oh yeah cannibal corpse fucking I remember, like, Damn. I found um, on the seventh day, God created Master by Master, like, on, like, <laughs> you, on, like YouTube yeah. in, like, sixth grade, and I was like, Whoa! Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, Cowboy Corpse, DSI, Obituary, Word Angel, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, since you were already, like, all that fast thrash stuff yeah. and everything, and yeah, I was, all uh, you just had to kind of get the vocals down, you're probably good. Yeah, I was, like, and then, like, that led itself to more, like, aggressive thrash, like, I remember being in my friend Sam Agnew's bedroom and he put he yeah, he was listening to um War Without End by Warbringer. He was a dude, huge thrasher, my friend yeah. Sam. One of my best friends ever. And the thrash fucking maniac. He probably even more than me. But uh I was like, This is so fucking sick. Like it was like fast, aggressive, like thrashy. I was like but it was like hyper like like I, I already used the word aggressive, but and it had like these like harsh vocals, and it was about war, and I was like, this is sick. And he was like, dude, if you like this, and then he put on forty four caliber brain surgery by Demolition Hammer, like then that and that was like, <laughs> it was like hearing Iron Maiden for the first time, right. where it was just like, holy fuck, this is my favorite band, game changer. And then it was just like, that was that was the game changer, dude. And like that was yeah, it was. Like Demolition Hammer is my favorite thrash band like ever. Dude, you know, like they're one of those bands that I don't get. Then maybe there's a good reason for it. Like, why aren't they more celebrated? Like, that's a band I'll throw on. It's like they come around on a monthly basis. It's just like a staple. Yes. I mean, a lot of people love them, obviously, but it's just. But you know what I mean? Did they not tour a whole lot? Like, what's the I what's mean, the reason? I, so they put out tortured existence and then they put out epidemic of violence right after and then Vinny days passed uh, he either left the band and then passed or he passed i uh, know i think he left the band and, and then they put out that time bomb record which have you listened to it recently yeah not recently but i've listened to it <laughs> dude give it another shot man I had the same kind of I had the same kind of come around with it like I did with <laughs> with like 2000s Maiden and like No Prayer for the Dying. It's got some stinkers on it, but dude, the song Blowtorch is maybe the heaviest song ever. Put yeah, that I'll song, dude. Put that song on. We gotta, dude. It's like oh, that song. I just that song just makes me want to like. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> sick, dude.
I mean, this was like the world's like heaviest New York hardcore record, I guess, you know. But yeah, yeah. I feel like that's okay. kind of like why, like, they, and the, and then they just went away, and like the mid '90s happened. Yeah, you know, yeah. Pantera happened, new metal, yeah. new metal happened, and like, if you weren't, if you literally, if you weren't Metallica and Pantera, nobody cared about you. Yeah, you know, I guess that's okay. I mean, like, I'm not claiming, I'm not trying to be like a metal historian, but like, this is <laughs> this is my understanding of why Demolition Hammer is a more celebrated thing. And like, of course, like Death Metal was cool, like in the underground, but like Demolition Hammer came around that time, like at the very end of like when Thrash was like ruling, and I guess they just like got buried by obscurity. But, like, the underground always, like, fans of thrash always, like, I remember being, like, the thrashmetal.org forums in high school and being, like, every other fed was, like, Demolition Hammer, Demolition Hammer, Demolition Hammer, Dark Angel, Demolition Hammer, fucking, you know, Hexen yeah. House, you know, like, fucking, like, all these, like, underground bands. And then I think um, one of the bigger things that, like, I remember, like, when Maryland Death Fest was, like, really hitting, like, its peak. Like, I mean, now it's, like, more popular than ever. But when it was getting, like, I started going, like, 2011, you know? Mm, and they were yeah. getting these, like, reunions or, or, like, whatever of bands that, like, haven't played in forever. People were like, Demolition Hammer Reunion, Demolition Hammer Reunion, Demolition yeah. Hammer Reunion. And then everyone just kind of got that stuck in their heads. And then it fucking happened. And yeah. I was there. And <laughs> it was, it's the, gr- that is the second greatest set I've ever seen in my entire life. With one, number one being? Iron Maiden. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Iron Maiden, uh, 2019. That was, that's the best. That's the best show I've ever seen in my entire life. Dude, that's sick. That, I wish I could have been there for that Maryland show. That's, yeah, that's I, awesome. I, I remember. I was like, "This is the band I've been waiting so long to see. I'm gonna stand by the fucking sound booth so I can like really just soak in in uh, and like yeah. watch the performance." And then they open with Skull Fracturing Nightmare, and as soon as that <laughs> stomp, the, as soon as that stomp riff in the middle happened, I, I blacked out, and the next thing I know, I'm like, just like throwing bows like up in front, <laughs> up in, like I'm up against the rail, and then Josh from Suffering Hours like right behind me, and we're just fucking thrifted. That was, it was just like seeing like the band that you've been waiting like forever to see surrounded yeah. surrounded by all your best friends like i was just like this is fucking great and then after the, after their set oh it was also pouring rain but after the set like i was just so hyped up on fucking adrenaline and red bull and fucking like <laughs> not eating shit all day that i just like walked past the i just like walked through the fucking barricade to like the backstage area and we were just like <laughs> we were just like chilled with demolition hammer and it was just like and it was just like you know like it's like how, how do you like you know get like a pound of cocaine through an airport it's like pretend you don't have a pound of cocaine going through the airport it's just like, <laughs> right you just walk right like, through it's like how do you get backstage hang out with demolition hammer it's like act like you're supposed to be there you just walk <laughs> yeah. through like be fucking own the place and it was that was like one of the best nights of my entire life that's so awesome man <laughs> and then uh yeah it was oh man that's just such a, that that's just like a great great memory so jealous of that dude they got the lineup for this next one is is something else it's too un, man it's you know real but dude like i work in a grocery store and like i work in the busiest wegmans in pencil in pennsylvania so and like a year in advance memorial day weekend is totally blacked out <sighs> and i'm like i'm not i'm like i'm kill it's killing me i'm not able to go like saturday i wanted to go 
like if I, if I can go one day, it's going to be Saturday. Yeah. Like at, yeah. it's like, it's like blood incantation, morbid angel, fucking like every cool band. Nocturnus, I think is yeah. Nocturnus yeah. playing this year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure dude. Every band. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. It's every single band that exists. What day is Demolik playing, man? I, I don't, I think that's, I think that's Saturday, Saturday as well. Yeah. That's the dude. day, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the day to go. <laughs> I want to see violence like so bad. Like I said, Thrasher, you know, yeah. like that's, that's like a band that's like, it's like the two thrash bands I never thought I'd be able to see that are now reunited and playing shows are like Demolition Hammer and then right under them is Violence for me. But now Violence has like they've been doing some stuff and like and like it's like they put out that cover of like California Uber Alice and it was like all like anti-masker propaganda <laughs> and I'm okay. like. I'm like I don't know anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I... messes with it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm just. I might just. I might just listen to fucking Eternal Nightmare and just be happy yeah. with that. Yeah, just but, keep it at that. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, if 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 you know, if I have the chance to see them, I'll, I I will. I, yeah, I, I hear that, you. Man, I love that entire album front to back. It's fucking amazing, and I am like cautiously optimistic for whatever they're going to put out next. But cause they are working on a new EP, but dude, every thrash band from like the, like every thrash band that like was great in the eighties that has like put out a reunion album is like, uh, <laughs> like exhorter slaughter and Vatican's one of my favorite albums ever. And that new one, it's just like, it's like groove metal. And I'm like, bro, come on, please just better off not doing it. And then like the new, that sacred Reich reunion album, that one actually slaps. That one's up. That one. I was gonna say, yeah, I thought you were well, about to. That one fucks. That was <laughs> I, faked, I faked you out. That album. Um, yeah, that, that 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 of like of like those like bands that like reunited in the last like five years or whatever, and like have like gotten and like put out new albums for the first time since like the nineties. It's just like okay, that one, that one, that one's real good. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but what about um? We'll try. We'll try. We'll try and wrap it up a little bit. I know you're probably sweating your ass off, but I'm what about so moist? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I know I am. So, um, what about like, do you keep up with much shit going on like right now? Like new shit coming out? Like what are you listening to right now? Uh, right now I'm listening to um, Racer X, Street Lethal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um, Iron Maiden, Peace of Mind. <laughs> uh, um, let's see, new shit that I've liked like a lot. Let me. I got my Spotify open right now. Let's see. Recently played. It's all fucking like 80s shrapnel records and <laughs> um, docking. Yeah. Uh, there's some. Oh, uh, fucking Unto Others, formerly Idol oh, Bands. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love that band, man. That band's awesome. Can't wait. Um, oh, Phobophilic. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great yeah. new death metal band. Love that shit. Um, Suffering Hour is just always amazing. I've been friends with Suffering Hour since they were a thrash band called Compassion Dies. Oh no shit! Okay, and they were a tech thrash band called Yeah, and they were they're some of my best friends. Um, what else new that's come out? Um, oh, Anthropophagus, Anthropophagus. It's like they have like oh yeah, was that wait, was that Dark Descent? No. No, no, wait a minute. Anthropophagia. They have... Um, Sounds real familiar. 
they have 238 monthly listeners on Spotify. <laughs> okay, but, maybe maybe but, it doesn't. Um, they're that a uh, Death Fugue uh, EP Dude, no, or, or LP they put out, whatever. Um, it says copyright 2021 2391446 records dk I don't yeah know. no i know this one it's super know. raw yeah, but <laughs> dude, it, it sounds like death metal with exodus riffs dude how could i yeah. not like that shit Oh my god i was just what is the other one that i was like oh dude um uh fucking liquid viscera from texas oh. it's a, it's a two-man project and it's fucking oh unreal dude it's um yeah i talked about them on our last episode and i'm pretty sure one of our listeners brought them up to us i think they actually said the Outer Heaven guys must have shouted him out or something. Wait, dude, no. So. <laughs> when Austin sent that sent that for the the um, Dead Body Obsession al- uh, album to our group chat, and he was just like, "I remember I had like six monthly listeners on Spotify, dude." And like, <laughs> I had never seen anybody post about it. And like, we started posting on our on our inst- on our like Instagram stories and shit like that. Like, uh, yeah, like that. I love that band. And then um, it's insanely uh, good. Ryan, um. And it's also like it's it's actually both the dudes from Liquid Viscera, Ryan and Shane. They are in this. They have this other project where it's also just the two of them called Numa Hagen, which oh. is which is on new nu- yeah. which is on Nuclear War now. That shit is kind of like uh, a lot of morbid angel going on there ass, too, dude. It's like yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's so gateways. It's like yeah. I remember Austin said it to the group chat. Austin really is like the one that keeps up with like all the new shit. I can't, okay. I can't keep up, man. Like yeah. I literally like, I mean, I I'm not gonna even say what I listen to anymore because that's that's all I've been talking about on the, on the podcast. <laughs> but like he he's like he's the one that like every day it's something new and it's just like right it's like he, and I remember, but i remember when he sent that void gazer lp by new may Hagen that came out last year he, he was just like if you like morbid angel this is mandatory <laughs> listening <laughs> yeah. and like 
what, what they they don't have enough fucking listeners on Spotify either. No, dude. No. They have no. I can't wait for more from them, dude. I, th- I thought I heard they were doing something else. One hundred and nine monthly listeners. That's a crime. Yeah. Dude. It's like some of the <laughs> sickest of death metal, dude. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's just so good. Yeah, for anyone out there listening, it's, it's spelled with a P, right? Yeah. P N yeah. like pneumonia. Like, like pneumonia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Like what? Like, like, like what they Hagian. thought I had before they diagnosed me with heart failure. You <laughs> fucking assholes. Um, yeah, pneumahagen. Yeah, it's it fucking it's just so good. It's just super like lumbering like death metal. Like on their metal archives, it says like black death metal, nuclear war now. Like I mean, like it's. It's just straight up like slow. For up. sure. Like, it's just, it's evil as fuck. It's just dude. heavy. <laughs> it's it's evil, dude. Yeah. 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 That was that's a good one. That's awesome. So two solid bands from two dudes. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's the same two. I, I was like, and because I didn't know that at all. I mean, we love I love Liquid Viscera and stuff like that. And then when Austin sent that sent Numa Hage into the group chat like two weeks ago, Paul, our drummer, was like, "This like sounds like kind of like Liquid Viscera," and I was just like, "Oh yeah, like I guess." And then I like looked up New Mahajan to see if they had an Instagram and it came up with um the Ryan guy's personal Instagram and it had his like a list of like all his like forty bands or whatever he's in in his bio and it's like New Mahajan, Liquid Viscera. I was like, Oh, it's one of the guys from Liquid Viscera and then I looked them up on Metal Archives, I was like, Oh, it's all two of the guys. <laughs> right, yeah, right. I was just like, It's not fair that those two dudes can just like write such sick shit no, and dude. like put it out as like so many different bands and it just hits every single time yeah fuck yeah dude yeah i'll be listening to that uh that, that new one with uh the fucking uh disc what's it called god damn it uh what's that new Mahane? the new the one from this year no what's it uh oh um liquid viscera yeah, I'll, yeah that yeah. one i i can't I'll, that's it's gonna so- be for the rest of the year i know i'll be fucking jamming that one but sweet man oh fuck well 
dude, it was a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, I've talked to uh, Austin before. He was fucking super nice, cool. I, t- I talked to John that day for that show. I, th- we are, I was drinking a beer at the bar waiting for the show to start. He was in there drinking a beer. Ended up talking to him for an hour. He was rad, so... That's one of my best friends. Three out of three so far. I mean, I mean they're they're all they're all they're all my best friends, but John yeah. John John's John's a good dude. Austin's a great guy. Every, I mean, every, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be in a band with those guys if I didn't like them. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, always cool when uh, you know the the band is are legit people. So what uh, you got, you probably don't know what when this album's coming out, right? Just probably sometime. Yeah, <laughs> whenever we get all the stuff done, we have we're <laughs> yeah. waiting on. Um, Derek's bass parts. Austin records his vocal parts like on his own time at home. You know, he had, yeah. he has like his own setup. He went to school for like production and engineering and shit, so he has his own little setup at home. Um, so waiting on that, and then we have some like, sh- dude, like it's killing me that I can't talk about some of the guest spots that we have on this album because like mm-hmm. it's straight up like legendary shit. Like, damn awesome like it's <laughs> yeah it's big hitters it's it's heavy it's like it's heavy hitters it's it's, 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 awesome, people, man. it's people that like we joked that were like huh, what if we got to do guest spot and we were just like ha ha yeah da, da, da. and we're just like let's just message them on instagram see what's up and then they were just like yeah sure we were like oh <laughs> yeah it's just like i'm like oh my god i get i get chills and goosebumps sleeping just like thinking about it but i think <laughs> awesome, I, man. I think there's gonna be a lot of stuff on this album that people like for like and like from every every part of the album like from the like the the, the artwork is it's and like the the, the artwork's insane but that that's been done for a minute and the, the it's gonna be fucking it's it's gonna be rad I can't wait. I I listen to it every couple of days, and I'm just like, "Fuck, this is cool, man." Yeah, <laughs> right. That's a good sign, man. That's awesome. Cool, man. Well, we waiting. I guess have to wait for a little while it'll longer, but like, it's all right. It'll be like I'm I'm hoping. I mean, like, dude, with the way pressing plants are backed up now, it's yeah. like, who knows? You know, right. by the time we're done recording it, it could be like. It could be like we don't know when 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 out when we're able to get records, you know. It's like now, like I heard that like now, like right now, it's like backed up to like nine months or some shit like that. I, hope, I really hope that's not true. Yeah, like, dude, Fuck that. that'd be a nightmare. But touring or anything though, I know you guys got a show coming up. You guys yeah, do anything else? Like we, we have a show in. Let's see, we've got shows next Saturday, like outdoors at some like pavilion, like just like literally like across the street from where we practice just like to do it you know <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. we got replicant from new jersey coming out to play that one but we love that band yeah. and uh and then let's see we're opening for that exhumed tour for one day okay um, yeah yeah it's like exhumed and like and be be witcher and enforced and someone else i think yeah, yeah. um and then we got a show with Horrendous in Philly. I'm like awful with dates. I literally just have it on my phone. I don't even know. Yeah, um, close to home shows. Yeah, though, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing super out of the way. Like, yeah. We have a headliner in DC at the end of the month, literally a- across the street from where we practice at the end of this week. Philly, Baltimore, probably something in New York soon. Back at Vitus, but nothing confirmed. Like, it'll, like they. They reached out. We're like, we're we're just playing it by ear right now. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, um, 
something up in uh, Boston that uh, opening for a band that I'm not going to say because it hasn't been announced yet. But uh, yeah, it's going to be it, it. It should be cool. We got awesome. we got offered a couple tours, but we want to we're holding out for like the like you know we all work full time and like we all have to we're all at the mercy of PTO. You know, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. A vacation, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, please let me go on tour, you know? So we're just waiting, <laughs> yeah. like, we're at the mercy of that. So like a lot of like longer stuff, like we got offered like one tour. We we're like, well, we could do, like, you know, like we could do part, you know, not the whole thing. Unfortunately, yeah. I would have loved to have been able to do the whole thing, but I, we end up just doing one, one date of that, I think. But, Still yeah. gonna be cool to play with that band because right. we're big fans. I just hit my microphone; that was bad form. That's my, that's my bad. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I get it though. You gotta work. You gotta make the money. Exactly. People people need their meat. You know. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Well, uh, yeah, dude, it was fun. Appreciate it. Absolutely, it was a good and, time. Uh, I love doing this shit, man. Do you? I love. My friend that works in the kitchen at my grocery store. He's, he has like a horror movie podcast, and I was just like, "Fuck it, I'll, I'll, yeah, whatever." <laughs> I just want. I just love talking. I'm not, Hell yeah, not sure if you notice. I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's the perfect guess, man. <laughs> Let's go on tangents. My entire life is like one big, just rambling tangent. That's awesome, though, man. All right, dude. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. It was fun, and uh, hopefully next time you come through Detroit, man, I'll, I'll definitely be there. So I'm sure we will be there when this new album drops. I want to. I want to play these songs in front of every single person on the planet. Because I, yeah. I believe in them so strongly. <laughs> you sold me on it for sure, it's, man. So Yeah. All right, man. All right, well, man. Uh, yeah, thanks for bearing the heat and everything. And uh, <laughs> take a shower or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm fucking All right, dude. All right, man. Talk to you Have later. a good one. You too.